0: listening to Aubrey C.D. Speaks podcast. Be sure to subscribe and share. For more information about this podcast, follow my Instagram account, Aubrey C.D. Speaks. Thanks for tuning in. Be blessed. Hello and thank you for listening to Aubrey C.D. Speaks. This is episode 7. Now this episode, I will be discussing... When people leave, when people leave the church, when people leave your lives, when people leave your church in offense but don't want to leave your life, what do you do about it? What do you say when those people that left an offense bring accusation uh, about your church or your pastor to you and others? What do you say? When somebody that is outside of the church has heard about these accusations and comes to you about it, what do you say? How are you supposed to feel as a believer in Christ about this? Do you continue to be friends with these people, even though they've completely left the call of God on their lives? Because they're not just leaving the church that you attend. But they're leaving everything that they said that they were, they were there for, they were called there for, they were called to do. Maybe there was some of those that said that your pastor was the pastor that they were called to sin under, to learn from. His authority was to be over them as a father in the faith. But they're leaving. They've decided that they don't want him to be the authority over them anymore, And as a matter of fact, they have issue with him or her. And what do you say about that? What do you do? Or maybe... They've left, and they've left without explanation. And these people aren't just people you kind of knew at church. You knew them very well. You've been in the trenches with them spiritually. You've been praying for them and with them, and they've prayed for you. And you've built them up in the Word, and they've built you up in the Word. And and it was good. This was your brother and sister in Christ. This was your friend. This was somebody that meant a lot to you. And you thought that you meant a lot to them, but they just up and left as if you were nothing. And they won't even give you an explanation. Or maybe they gave you an explanation, but it was through social media. They didn't even talk to you directly. And you're trying to figure out what in the world just happened. Because it's not just one or two people that left, maybe perhaps more than that left, a group of people left and you don't really know, you know, what what do you do with this? What do you do with this pain of mourning this person? Because that's what it feels like. Quite genuinely, it feels like you're mourning them. Not like they're dead or anything, but you're mourning everything that they said, that they were standing on, that they believed in, their convictions and suddenly they're gone. You see them on social media, and you're trying to figure out, do I keep them on social media? Because every time you see them, it's like another knife in your heart. Because not only did they leave, but they left every conviction that they were following, that they said that they believed in, that they said that they were standing firm on in faith. Some of them completely left Christ. And they're living lives like they left as if they've never been born again. Maybe even mocking the Lord, mocking your church, making fun of them, but they want to stay friends with you. What do you do with that? It's painful to you to see this. These people that were once encouragers to who you were, maybe even some of them or one of them was the whole reason you started going to that church. Because they told you about it. You know, hey, come to my church. You're invited. Or maybe the person that left this church that you're going to, maybe they were the one that brought you to Christ. And you're trying to figure out what just happened. And it's, it's left you with a whole bunch of questions too. What do I do about this? Am I really born again? Because if they left These people that I thought were rock solid, if they left, what does that mean about me? Honestly, that's a very good place to be. That's a very healthy place to be in asking if this person that I thought was solid walks away from the Lord and walks away or walks away from the call of God on their lives and uh, what they said um, they believed in and now they no longer do, um, if they can do that so easily, what about me? Well, this is a good opportunity to uh check yourself to see whether you're in the faith, but also to take these matters over to the Lord. Um and and talk with him about it. This isn't a time to start analyzing and you know, pondering and thinking and letting your hurt, you know, manifest in things that you say or do. It, it, this is about this is a good time to um, to really let the spirit of God, um, come out and just sit and, and, um, and take it over to him. You know, uh, a good, here's a good scripture, uh, about that. Actually, let me bring it up. I, uh, let's see, it's in Psalm 55 and in Psalm 55, well, it says right here, In verse 12, for it is not an enemy who reproaches me, then I could bear it, nor is it one who hates me, who has exalted himself against me, then I could hide from him. Verse 13 says, but it was you, a man, my equal, my companion and acquaintance. We took sweet counsel together and walked to the house of God in the throng. And and so he's talking about somebody that did him wrong that seemed to love God the way he loved God. And they spent a lot of time together that's just completely broken his heart, okay? Somebody that was very close to him. And he says in verse 16, I like like how it says in verse 16, he says, as for me, I will call upon God and the Lord shall save me. 17 says, evening and morning and at noon, I will pray and cry aloud and he shall hear my voice. He has redeemed my soul in peace from the battle that was against me, for there were many against me. So in this situation, in this chapter is very much, if you've dealt with this, um, the situation in your life at your church, this person had somebody that was very close to them. They talked about God. They went to church together, okay? They may have prayed for one another, heard each other out, bore one another, one another's burdens, encouraged one another in the word and in faith. And this person completely and utterly betrayed him, broke his heart. He did, I mean, he just, oh, he just ripped out his heart. You know, he's so... Hurt. But he says that the Lord, I will call to the Lord and the Lord will save me. But that, that doesn't mean that that's what's going to happen with them. And he says, because they do not change, therefore they do not fear God. He has put forth his hands against those who were at peace with him. He has broken his covenant. The words of his mouth were smoother than butter, but war was in his heart. His words were softer than oil, yet they were drawn swords. And this is the verse that I even pulled up Psalm 55 for you. It says in verse 22, cast your burden on the Lord and he shall sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. And so this person in this situation Okay, let's bring it down to a scenario of today. Okay, you had people that left the church. It says, he says there were many. Okay, there were many. You had many people that left the church, and not only did they leave the church, but they began to bring up all kinds of lies about your church, all kinds of lies about your pastor, all kinds of lies about the reasons they even left. And you know that they're lies because. You were there when those situations or those scenarios happened, some of them. So you know they're lies. You know they're downright lies. You know that something like that never happened at your church. So they're they're yelling and they're putting up lies on social media. They're calling ministries and telling these ministries um, and emailing these ministries about all these lies. I mean, they're spreading it out and they're causing a lot of pain to you and to the people in the church. And, and, uh, and the same thing is, I mean, you can read it right there in Psalm 55. I mean, I've had that experience and I'm, I'm reading Psalm 55 and I'm, I'm thinking, oh Lord, this is, wow, this is exactly, I know what he's, what he's talking about. I know what he's going through. I know where he feels like, you know, if it was somebody else that I expected, I I would have been fine. I, I could have handled that. But this was somebody close to me. This was somebody that I knew. I knew personally that I thought that we were on the same team, you know, and suddenly they're doing this stuff. And, and even, you know, even then their, their words seemed right. Everything that they said when, when, when they were around me was, it seemed right. It seemed smooth as butter, you know, but there was war in their heart. And, and they've come out on the other side and they're, 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 they're being downright nasty. Okay. And, uh, God, you know, I, I've, I've cried this out. God, what do I do about this? God, what do I say about this? Not only do these people know other people from church, but they know people that I know. I know personally and family even. What do I do in this situation? What do I say? Um, how do I respond to this? And and the Lord, the first thing the Lord said was, speak truth. You know, and and he did a lot of work in healing the situation because I didn't want it to be bitterness. I didn't want bitterness to rise up and anger to rise up um, when it came to how I felt about these people. You know, I I, I, I didn't just hurt for myself. I hurt for them because of the decision that they were making and the road that we're taking. But it also made me mad that other people were believing them and were leaving the church because of what they were saying. And I know that uh people that, you know, are listening to this podcast, maybe that that's happened to you and and you're right in the middle of it. And you know, you, you haven't gone completely through the fire yet, completely through the valley. And um, you're a mess. Uh, and let me tell you, I, I understand that. I understand that completely. I know what you're going through. And let me just bring out again, Psalm 55:22. Cast your burden on the Lord and he shall sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. Make that your declaration. He will never allow me to be moved. I am righteous And he will never permit me to be moved. And cast your burden on the Lord. Let him take care of it. Let him handle it for you. Let him heal um, the wounds that have been made. Because let me tell you, I know people that didn't allow the Lord to really heal it. And it brought bitterness into their life and anger. And that was just a root. That was just an open door for other things to happen in their lives. And they've left. And not only have they left, but they've left some pretty deep, hard, biblical convictions, and they claim to be believers in Christ, and they're not. And and it's heartbreaking. And you have to make that decision. You know, one of the questions I brought in, you know, and you may be asking yourself is, what do I do in this situation with these people? I'm not only friend. I was not only friends with them personally, but I was friends with them socially and, and on social media. What do I do with this? Because every time I see stuff that's on their social media, it breaks my heart. It's like it all over again, that, that, that bandaid comes ripping off and it, I just bleed again. Well, I would, I would say to that, the best situation is to not follow them anymore. And I know some people are going to say that's incredibly unloving. You can bring them back to Christ. No, you can't, not right now. Because they're so set in their ways at this time and at this moment. Maybe there's some time in the future that the Lord might, you know, cause your paths to cross again. And and they're going to cry out to the Lord and you'll have an opportunity to give them the gospel. But it's not this time. It's not now. And you have to come to the realization that it may never happen. So the best thing to do, so it doesn't continue to cause pain, it doesn't bring bitterness, and it doesn't allow anything else of the enemy to come into your life. You you do not give him an open door. And let me tell you, pain can bring an open door for the enemy. So to keep pain from being an open door like this. You've got to use wisdom and unfollow that person. And if it takes, because you know other people that have them on your social media, and so you see things that they say on, on other people's stuff, or ever so often they pop up and, hey, be friends with them. It's been a while. You block them. Because you need time. You need to hear from the Lord. You need to hear from the Lord clearly. And to allow this pain to continue to be in your life, this pain and heartache to continue to be in your life, you're you're going to one day do something according to it. You're going to be used by that emotion to do something that you may regret. Or it's going to allow doubts to come into your life or stagnation. And you're going to look back and you're not to look back. Don't look back. You have to let them go in love and, in, and you have to let them go. Praying and hoping that one day they'll come to Christ and they won't utterly forsake Everything you know to be truth. You know, Paul even talks about how um, these two people, they betrayed him and did him wrong. And they wouldn't listen. They wouldn't heed to authority. And so he let them go. And he gave them over to the devil for a time. He gave them over and let them go hoping and praying for them to come back to Christ and for them to realize what they let go of. Because sometimes they will. I know of people that have left and situations arise and they realize what they've done wrong and and God loved them. Um, they may have not come back, but they did repent and they're continuing to live for Christ. And I hope and I pray that they continue to do the things that God has called them to do because he never dropped them. He never let them go. Just because of the decisions that they made doesn't mean that they can't continue in the call of God in their lives. So I pray that they would one day pick those back up and and, and run for them. But at least they're At least they're continuing in their walk with Christ. And so I say, bless them. But you have to be careful when it comes to those that are not repentant. You have to give them over and let them go in love. And if they want to continue to be friends with you, even though they have issue with your church, why would you continue to be friends with them? They're there to corrupt. They're just going to try and corrupt everything that's being said, twisting words, bringing lies. I know people that had continued to be friends with people that had left the church. And they ended up leaving. And they ended up leaving based on some of the same stuff, which was completely bogus, that the other people left trying to use some of the same reasons. Well, well they, they did this and this to, to so-and-so. How dare they? How dare they um, be pastors over their own church and say, no, you're not allowed to do this to my church. I have, I mean, like, think about it, okay? For one thing, you have pastors that are over your church. Not just the leadership. You have pastors that are at the top Okay, they are over the church. And not only are they over the church, but they are responsible for every single soul in that church. And they will be, one day they will stand before God and they will come to account for every soul in that church. And this, I I sincerely pray your pastor knows. Okay, because if they don't, I would question whether or not they should be a pastor. But there is a weight, there is a mantle of anointing, of pastoralship, that is on them that they carry, knowing that they are responsible for the souls in that church. If there is something in that church that is harming their people, they better do something about it, right? You would think that. I mean, think about your family. If you have... Excellent parents, and there was something in your home or someone in your home let's say, someone there was someone in your home that was harming the children in that home. You better believe that that mother and father would kick them out as soon as they knew what was going on, that person would be gone. The same thing goes for the church. That father in the faith, he's responsible for the ones that the Lord has put under him. And you better believe if there's somebody in the church that is harming the children of God, he's gonna do something about it and that person's gonna leave. He's gonna make them leave. And if there's somebody in your church that your pastor told them to leave, because of harm that they're bringing into the church, I don't care what that person says. You don't believe a word. Especially when your pastor is open and honest about it and says, yeah, I told them to leave. They're harming, my, they're harming the children of God. I told them to leave. I have that responsibility. You don't get offended and get mad and leave because they d- how dare they tell somebody to leave the church? If you have a pastor that loves you enough and is bold enough to say that and do that, you you honor your pastor. You believe your pastor more than you should ever ever believe the people that left and left angry. Because that pastor loves you enough to have done that. Loves you enough to have called something out, and if that person, upon being called out, did not was not repentant of it, even though they were confronted and they continued to not be repented of it, the Bible says that they are to leave the church. And if your pastor Did exactly what the Word of God said for him to do as the pastor of that church, then why are you upset with him? And why are you believing the lies of the ones that were told to leave? Why would you be upset with that? He just saved you. A lot of pain, a lot of confusion, a lot of turmoil. You should be thanking God for that pastor and blessing him. That's what I gotta say. Because that's the that's the truth. Your pastor, your pastor just took care of a situation that could have got real ugly. And let me tell you, there may have been some people that believed that other person or were so upset because how dare they do that and left, but okay, goodbye. Bye see you later because my my pastor just took care of me he cares for me he cares for me enough to do that okay i'm 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 sticking with this guy i'm not I'm not sticking with their what they're doing what they're saying I'm sticking with this guy and you want to leave okay you can leave I don't think it's right I mean you're you're being lied to but if you're willing to be lied to And drawn out of the church because of what others have said or thought, then go. It's better that you do this now than do it later and fool everyone. And that may sound hard and that may sound harsh, but I've been through the fire, guys. I know what I'm talking about. I've seen people that I love very much leave. And I may cry In the evening, but joy comes in the morning. And I want you guys to know that. It's okay. You may cry in the evening, but joy comes in the morning. And you pick yourself up, and you wipe off your face, and you continue going forward. Because the Lord is going to bless you, and you hold on with everything you've got. Because let me tell you, the enemy is doing his best to take people out of the church today. He's doing his utmost to try and get to get you out. He really wants you gone. He really wants the church to crumble and it to look like we're a bunch of fools in the eyes of this world. You hold fast and continue going forward. Let your face be like flint towards Jerusalem, like Jesus's was, and keep going forward because what's coming up next is revival and there may be a falling away, but that's okay. That's okay. The Lord is preparing his bride. The Lord is preparing his church for the last days. And you want to be ready and you want to be open and willing for everything that God has for you and everything God's going to do in your life and through your life. You don't want to let go because some friends left. Because friends don't always stay. Whether you're in the world, whether you're in Christ, friends don't always stay. We know this. Don't leave because of friendships. Don't leave. Don't let go. Don't let go of what you know is true and is right. And if you have to tell yourself what God told you every day until you see it again, and you believe it again, do so. Because God is going to do something so big and so mighty in his last days, and you want to be a part of it. And he's going to pour out more of himself on you, and you want to be there yielding, ready for everything that he has for you. And you're going to get blessed. Hold on, endure to the end, and you shall be saved. I really want to end with this. Have wisdom and discretion. When it comes to these issues, when it comes to these moments in the church, stand fast and hold fast. Don't leave because of problems that happen or ripple in the church. Don't leave just because somebody accuses you, your pastor of wrongdoing as far as, um, oh, he told me I can't do that. Did he really tell you you can't do that? Or did you just... You know, think that that's what he said. But come on, he's your pastor too. You would know how he would counsel, how he would advise people on stuff. Show wisdom, show discretion. Don't leave because of pride. Hold on. And if your church is currently going through this, where a whole bunch of people have left and they say, they left offended and they're, you know, saying all kinds of crazy stuff or they just up and leave and they don't give you any reason for it. They just said they're going to leave and they're going to go to another church and oh, they feel so free now that they've left your church. And you're going, you're currently going through this. Hold on to the Lord. Grab a hold of Psalms 55, uh, 22. Hold on to that. Let that be yours. Give it over to the Lord and then submit to the Lord rebuke the devil and he will flee. Don't let what's going on in their lives influence your life and what's going on. If anything, take it as as an example, take it as um, a lesson of how easily you can convince yourself that what you're doing that is wrong is right how easily if you allow yourself to look back or you allow yourself to grow stagnant can walk away. Don't shrink back. Don't shrink back. And you're going to see life and life abundantly. You're going to make it to the end. Even if that means you're the only one, you're going to make it to the end. And let me tell you, you're going to see that revival. And in that moment, you are not going to grow offended. Don't let yourself grow offended. Keep yourself hungry and thirsty for the word of God, for more of God, for more of Holy Spirit, for more of what he's doing. Submit and yield to him. And when you're in a place of yielding and submission to the Lord, you will not grow offended. And you're going to go further. And you're going to do greater things for God than you could have ever imagined. Don't let friends... And friends that leave cause a rift between you and Jesus. You look at Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith, and you do not let him go. You hold fast to the word he's told you. Don't let friends take you away. No matter who they are, no matter what they've done in your life, Don't let them take away the call of God on your life, the promises of God on your life. Love them, bless them, and be on your way. Be blessed, you guys. See you in the next episode.